It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. I almost feel guilty playing that uh, on a weekly basis. You know, it always brings a smile to our face because we're skiers and we love the snow. And for somebody like me that also hosts Monday through Friday with Amanda Dixon, Utah's Morning News, and talks a lot about drought and, you know, all of the uh, problems that we've had in just worrying about keeping water in the Great Salt Lake, you don't want to discourage any snowfall. But, man, have we been blessed with it lately. I'm happy to uh, have with us today Davey Ratchford, who is the GM up at Snow Basin, joins us from time to time. And Davey, I just couldn't resist get, reaching out to you this week with as much snow as came your way. I love it. I love it when we get a chance to talk, because every single time, it's always something great and positive and fun, and I love it. We're Yeah, and we are very much blessed with snow this year. It missed us in downtown Salt Lake City. I know our resorts, and actually I was reading uh, and sharing with our listeners to start the show that Alta... Brighton and Snowbird, so we're talking the Cottonwood Canyons, uh, are leading. They're the top three resorts in America for snowfall. But you guys actually got more, I think, than those resorts did uh, at least midweek. Yeah, these storm cycles are interesting, and, and we love our friends at the Cottonwoods. And I, they are, are, I know them all really well. They're amazing people, amazing employees, amazing mountains, and they, they get crushed. They do really, really well. But, yeah, Snow Basin has been also doing really, really well. I think we're at 355 inches for the season, which, you know, we blew past the last two years already with many months to go. So it's been, it's been one of those years, Tim. Yeah, and it started early, which is always a big key when we uh, talk yeah. with uh, Ski Utah, you know, having that early snowfall and getting people booking and coming into the state for the uh, Christmas holiday is always uh, the best thing when it comes to revenue. Yeah, you know, there's an interesting statistic out there in skiing that if you can get people skiing early, so late November, early December, their return rate in January and February is incredibly high. So if you can get people to get here early with good early snow, the, the visitation for the state goes up because you start to see them again later on in the season. They do multiple trips. It's, it's really, really fun to see. And, yeah, this is going to be a year to remember for sure. You told me before we started to record here, and by the way, reminding our listeners that we're recording this on Thursday for air as you listen to it here on Saturday, you told me uh, you wouldn't be surprised, and I think it's uh, just a given that this is going to be record probably for attendance to our resorts this year. Yeah, we, we, I mean, we've seen records year over year. The last couple of years, it's just been really, really good. People getting outdoors, people seeing the value of their season passes, right? That's a huge one because you, you might, you know, average ski, I don't know, 10, 12 times per person, and that's your average. This year, it's 18, 19 days per person, right? The, the numbers are just much higher. So people are using their season passes, which personally, I think that's an amazing thing because people – the, the sport of skiing needs activity. It needs people getting into the mountains. It needs people doing it. And Utah has had an abundance this year, and we're seeing it. It's amazing. People are happy. And then you add on incredible snow, and you're setting it up for a record year for sure. Yeah. Remind me again, was there an, an expansion of some a, a new lift or a new uh, part of the mountain opened up this year? I can't remember. 
Yeah, you know, we didn't. We, we put in a new lift last year, which has been incredible, and Snow Basing is putting in another new lift this summer, the Demoise lift out at the Strawberry area of our mountain. It's a third of our train. It's incredible. It's a huge lift going in. It's a uh, it's a great investment that we get to give back to our guests, another lift. So we, we've been putting in lifts every couple of years, and I have a couple more coming too. But next, this summer, uh, the Demoise lift comes in, and uh, we didn't do any train expansion. But what is interesting is when you have this much snow, all of our trails get wider, yeah. <laughs> really wide. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, if you, it looks bigger and it feels and skis much bigger, and that's because of the snow. Yeah, I remember what it was that we talked a lot about last season, and that was uh, the emphasis on parking, which has become a bit yeah. of a, it's become a bit of a nightmare for some resorts, actually. You guys haven't had that problem because uh, you did a little advanced work. Yeah, so Snow Basin has a unique uh, little thing in the ski industry. We have more parking spots than any resort in Utah and in Colorado. We have unbelievable parking really? opportunity, which is, yeah, it's great. But but that's because, right, of, of what we are. We're very, very easy to get to. And so people can just drive up and come back down. We have a huge public interest, public transportation piece, too, with UTA, uh, which we're really proud of. And we really, really strongly encourage carpool, not just at Snow Basin, but at every resort. And uh, as of right now, our parking is free, which is a little unheard of these days. And we're able to make it work. We keep investing in that experience. We want it to be something that people can come do. And so, you know, it's a challenge everywhere. And it's the thing I get the feedback on the most. Every resort, it's parking, parking, parking. And it, for us, we, we feel amazingly blessed because we have a lot of parking and we have shuttles that pick you up at all of them. So it's really, really easy to ski Snow Basin, which is why so many people love to come here. Getting to and from the mountain is always a part of our conversation because there's just this idea without really mapping out the drive time or the miles that it's so much farther to come to Snow Basin than it is to head up one of the other canyons. And it's just not the fact. No, it is definitely not the fact. And in fact, we, yeah, we are faster, which is so if you're in Salt Lake, it's 45 minutes till you're skiing. And, you know, we, yeah, if you, especially the, the hard parts, and I always own it, I own it top to bottom. If you're here on a Saturday, and especially if there's powder, you're going to wait, right? Everybody, unless you get going early, you're going to wait in line. But everybody around, is, it's, that's just an amazing situation when that happens. But, yeah, it's, it's easy to get here, and, and it's, it's, again, it's what makes Snow Basin special. This isn't the first year you've been involved with the Icon Pass, is it? This is year one of Icon. Okay, yeah, it and is. It's been, yeah, it's been great. They're so fun. Um, I've met people from all over the world on their Icon Pass. A lot of people from Utah, too, that haven't done on an Icon Pass and that ski multiple mountains in the state. Uh, they've been really fun. Um, learned a lot from them, too, about what they like, right, because you have people that come from other places and what they're used to. So what's really great about our industry is we, we learn constantly, like, what do they like? What are we not doing? What can we do? And so the Icon Pass has been, has been great and, uh, yeah, really, really fun to have them. That is a consistent uh, thought that comes from all of the resorts when we check with them, uh, check in with them week in and week out, is that uh, their conversations with Icon Pass holders is it has enabled them to, without really worrying too much about it, find some other mountains and, and ski some new terrain, which is fantastic. Yeah, and it, that's, you know, what's amazing is they'll come to Snow Basin, and then when we talk to them, they're like, oh, I was just at Deer Valley, or I was just at Alta, and, we're in, and you know, they travel around, and they use their pass, and they learn. And I, I will say, unabashedly, 
they kind of all love snow basin. So we keep having <laughs> them come back because uh, what is amazing, what we do, we're, we're like the, the you know, it, it's like when you're dating, you go on that first date and you fall in love. And that, that's us, right? You, people come on their first date and they inevitably fall in love. I just can't help it. Well, you know the history of my wife and uh, her family's attachment to, yeah. <laughs> to that mountain. So <laughs> I sure do. You're, t- you're talking to the right person here. Uh, any events coming up you want to make our listeners aware of? You know, I, right now we're scheduled to close them out on April 16th, but who knows? If the snow keeps going, we're going to keep going. But we have our pond scam on April 15th. Uh, our past sales uh, for next year go on sale on, on March 9th, which is crazy to think about because I feel like, uh, you know, I can't believe we're even thinking about next year as we're having such an amazing year. Um, you know, we have all sorts of all, always activities coming up. And, you know, even when you look forward to non-skiing activities, the, the Mother's Day brunch that sells out every year. And there's always a lot of great things happening. But I would just strongly encourage everyone. I mean, with this type of snow, we, we're seeing that it's kind of 1982-1983 season again, right? We're seeing that level of this is this, these happen every so often. And so I just tell everybody, get to the mountains, whether it's Snow Basin or any other place. Enjoy. If you haven't skied before, give it a shot. Go get a lesson. See what it's all about. See why everyone loves it. And uh, just come ski these mountains. We're so lucky right now to have this snow. We really are. And it's interesting, for the first time in as long as I can remember, we're having conversations about how the amount of snow and how long it's going to take to melt off may affect the uh, off-winter activities at our resorts. That's a nice problem to have. It, yeah, all these construction projects I have for like new lifts, I'm like, oh my gosh, all right, maybe you should slow down <laughs> a little bit and uh, let us let us have a breathing room. But now we will never say no to snow, and and maybe there's a way we you know truck it all down to the Great Salt Lake and help out a little bit because we we have an abundance of it right now. Davy Ratchford, it's always a pleasure, and congratulations on a fantastic season. And I'm glad you mentioned that passes will go on sale soon for next year. People wonder how. You know, people talk about my wife, uh, she's retired now, but I think she's on day 42 for the season, and they always wonder, A, how do you afford that? B, uh, how do you uh, pull that off? Well, retirement helps, but getting getting your passes early and understanding the new pass opportunities means everything. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Thank you, Tim. Thanks for all you do for us. Thanks, Davey. Uh, If you want more information, of course, you can just uh, go online, or I would encourage you to go right to the resort at snowbasin.com. We'll take a break and come back with our final segment next. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Final couple of minutes of the program, and uh, I thought it'd be great to get uh, Craig Gordon. Of course, it's always great to have Craig with us here on a Saturday morning from the Utah Avalanche Center. Just talk about the dangers, but more on the heels of uh, what we've been talking about all week, Craig, uh, on Utah's Morning News, and that is just the amazing snow totals that we have. 
I'm guessing that you stay in contact with Avalanche folks all over the West and California. I mean, if you think we've had it here, I think I heard the other day that Lake Tahoe's had 56 feet, and some of the images of those towns that the snow is up to the rooftop are just crazy. Oh, it is remarkable, isn't it? And, yeah, looking across the West, especially those coastal zones, uh, in total agreement, I pulled something up this morning from that area as well. And, um, you know, not only are the uh, snow amounts Herculean, but those water amounts are just colossal. So if you figure there's that much snow that's settled on the ground, um, then there is just feet upon feet upon feet of uh, snow water equivalent, or what we call SWE. And actually, Tim, as avalanche forecasters, as snow geeks, we look at snow in terms of inches of water rather than inches and feet of snow, because those those inches of water, what that is going to dictate is how much stress is applied to uh, the pre-existing snowpack. And man, you know, getting closer to home here, our snow and water numbers were really impressive um, this week. So I'll get away from the geek speak for a <laughs> moment. And uh, the upper cod was uh, 68 to 79 inches of snow. And uh, that had about five and a half inches of water. And at Park City, almost 60 inches of snow with nearly four inches of water. Same with the Ogden area mountains, Provo, nearly seven inches of water in some places. And then you know, that stretches out to the Uintas and up into the Logan area. And that zone in particular, four and a half inches of snow water equivalent over four feet of snow, that's been pretty problematic um, this winter. The layering there in the snowpack is a little bit different than what we're seeing in some of our zones in the mountains of northern Utah. So, yeah, definitely it is not a one-size-fits-all weather forecast or snowpack or avalanche forecast and you know going into this weekend we've got a couple little weak brush buys and a couple of sunny days so on again off again snow showers generally uh statewide we're between a level two and three avalanche danger either moderate or considerable generally that is for fresh uh wind drifts along the leeward side of upper elevation ridges again check out the logan zone it's a little more active there but then, Tim, you know, uh, the coastal regions, it looks like they are going to get uh, under the influence of an atmospheric river. That's a big fire hose of moisture. It looks like maybe that's headed our way. And, of course, you know, my friend, that's going to start changing things and adding up already to these Herculean snow amounts we've got. Yeah. You were telling me before we jumped on here that even with these impressive totals, we're a ways off of the historic records, although I think Matt Johnson was telling us this morning that what we're looking at, at least in Salt Lake City, is uh, probably the best we've had, the biggest dump we've had in 25 years. Oh, it is it is remarkable, and, and not to cast any shade on this winter by any means. You know, we're really close to uh, 2010-11, actually, kind of a little higher on um, snow and water numbers right now. But as I pull up some of the graphs from the Snowtel um, weather sites and snow sites, we're still about six to eight inches of total water away from where we were at in those colossal uh, early 80 uh, years, 82, 83. Um, you know, here's the good news is that we've got more snow and water on the way. And, man, we know that we need that. So we'll keep in touch with that. You know, um, 
something that was was curious that year of of the floods was that it snowed until Memorial Day, and then it turned into instant summer. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, that was certainly different. Hopefully, we continue on this trend, but then just have a slow warm up. I mean, wouldn't that just be a designer winter with a designer spring runoff? It would indeed. So, how big are your concerns about avalanches this weekend? Yeah, you know what, Tim? What we're looking at, I think things will be pretty manageable. We've had winds. You know, I went back into uh, some of my wind data from the western Uintas, and the winds started blowing out of the south and southeast and southwest and west on February 22nd, and they literally just stopped yesterday morning. So, um, you know, it's, it's almost like uh, winds were invented in the Uintas, and they kept up with that spirit and in that theme. They've died off a little bit, but... That certainly is an indicator that uh, in any of the mountain zones in northern Utah, we do have fresh uh, deposits of wind-drifted snow. Those could potentially be sensitive to the weight of uh, additional weight of a skier, a board, or a rider. However your snow vehicle takes you into the mountains, definitely want to be armed with the latest avalanche forecast for your zone. UtahAvalancheCenter.org. We've got your back. We've got you covered. I look forward to uh, another update next weekend. And just like Craig Gordon, respect it, but love it. Get out and enjoy. Thanks, buddy. Have a good weekend. You bet, my friend. Thanks to me and me go. Coming up Monday, of course, uh, I'll be back at 5 o'clock with Utah's Morning News and Amanda Dixon. But coming up next here on KSL, it's the Greenhouse. We'll turn it over to Ton and Maria next. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.